The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Football 24-7 on this Veterans Day with NFL insider John McMullen. And we come to you live. It's our last opportunity before football Friday uh, to talk about the Denver Broncos. And, of course, every Thursday night, Johnny Mack, uh, I gather uh, for a special edition of the Countdown to Kickoff show uh, at Screwballs out in King of Prussia, any veterans uh, who are from the Philadelphia region, uh, who come out to screwballs tonight. Um, it would be my honor to pick up the tab on your meal, uh, and I'll treat you to the Army-Navy game um, in December, which this year will be up at MetLife Stadium. Uh, standing invitation. Uh, we honor all of those men and women who have served i thank you for jumping on this football thursday johnny mack um we're closer we're getting closer uh this is your springboard to make me feel good uh, about the about the eagles opportunity or the eagles chances on sunday although um well let's start there um you know let let's start there before i get long-winded and get down a rabbit hole uh, on some of your opening uh thoughts um after practice today uh, and how you feel about the, going into the game on Sundays. One game at a time this week, <clears throat> Eagles Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good, mainly from the standpoint of what's coming out from Denver. And that's a really, really banged up football team today. Uh, report coming from the Denver Post that uh, uh, the Broncos are going to be without three three of their starting offensive linemen, most notably their left tackle, Garrett Bolas. So um, they are really banged up. Um, um, and they're coming off a big win in Dallas. They have a bye after the Eagles game. So you have the, the potential letdown effect. And, and then as I kind of brought up, the Eagles only win football games on the road these days, and this game is on the road, so maybe that maybe that helps them out at least a little bit. But I think the main point of this is the Broncos are really, really banged up, and and the guys not playing this week that is that doesn't even bring up players who haven't been there for a long time now. So in a lot of ways, I look at that defense, which is you know, one of the best in the NFL. And I wonder how Vic Fangio is accomplishing that uh, without Bradley Chubb and Alexander uh, uh, Johnson and, and players like that. 
Um, Von Miller obviously traded. Broncos are, are have won five games, but you kind of wonder how they've done it and if they've done it with mirrors. Now, look, the Eagles are not a good football team. I, I mean, they're an improving team. Um, seems like they're figuring some things out at least, uh, but I don't want to say that they can, you know, just lock stock and barrel beat anybody who's got five wins. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I do think they'll have an opportunity to win this football game because of where the Broncos are and how many players they're going to be missing. I make a little bit of an adjustment here uh, on the fly until I shift away from that large screen TV that was um, perhaps uh, a little irritable. So let me change. This is a good panoramic view uh, of screwballs. Great spot here uh, on a Thursday night. Hopefully that's a little bit better uh, for our viewers. Uh, You know, I'm trying to figure that out after, uh, in reference to your conversation, um, after we talked on football 24-7 last night, uh, and we talked a lot about Vic Fangio, um, and I'm trying to figure out what kind of football team this Denver Bronco team is. At one point, they lost four uh, games in a row, um, and now they've put together um, a string of victories, uh, including, I don't want to say they crushed the Dallas Cowboys last week. Oh, they crushed them. They They crushed crushed them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing, and that's why I look at it. The the Broncos are playing uh, with a number of, as as I said, really, really young players, Um, especially in the front seven on defense. They're going to start at least two rookies, and that's Baron Browning and and Jonathan Cooper, who's kind of been um, the pass-rushing replacement for – Bond Miller, um, and they've been putting together. I mean, they are top 10 in every single meaningful defensive category versus the run versus the pass. So they've been really, really consistent. Um, uh, they're second in points allowed, which is the biggest statistic of them all. Uh, now they do have, uh, much more depth in the secondary. It's a very good secondary with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson at safety. Uh, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, our old friend at corner, Patrick Sertain as well, the rookie who the Eagles had a ton of interest in. But, man, you look at how good this team might have been and the fact that, as I mentioned, you know, they traded um, Bon Miller. So, you know, but Bryce Callahan is is a good slot corner. He's on injured reserve. Alexander Johnson is their best linebacker, maybe one of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL. Uh, he's on injured reserve. Josie Jules on injured reserve. He's typically a starter. Bradley Chubb's on injured reserve. He's their uh, most notable edge rusher without Von Miller. Graham Glasgow is is and off a typical starter on the offensive line that is now on injured reserve. And as I mentioned, Garrett Bolas is not uh, going to play um, on the offensive line, their left tackle, um, just tons of injuries. Bobby Massey is not going to play. 
another of their starting, uh, their starting right tackle. Um, I, you got to give Vic Fangio a lot of credit. And it's interesting because, you know, there were people saying he might get fired at the bye uh, before the Cowboys game, and especially if the Cowboys game get, went really in a negative direction because a lot of people out there thought the Cowboys would blow out the Broncos. And the exact opposite happened. Um, so there's a lot of question marks. Uh, another old friend of ours, Pat Shermer, is the offensive coordinator. He's under fire. Kind of amazing this team has won five games. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, anytime, of course, uh, just because of my love, Johnny Mack, for Virginia Tech, any uh, anytime that I see Kyle a Fuller, the last name Fuller, anytime I see a Fuller uh, as one of the corners, uh, you know, I'm, I love Virginia Tech, and I just think they're that entire Fuller family is a bunch of great football players. They know how to ball hop the football. Yeah, it's interesting, and and Kyle's one of those guys who who probably is you know not played up to his reputation. Uh, I would say, um, and uh, it's probably one of their uh, disappointments because they were expecting a lot from him uh, this year. Um, I know Pro Football Focus has him way down. Uh, I'm trying to look it up as we talk, Krause. Um eh, Let's see. Kyle Fuller is 116 of 117 of the graded corners in this league. So, so he has not played well, but they're really excited about uh, Patrick Sertan, um, who is a guy that many people thought the Eagles would take at number 10 overall, but remember the corners that the Eagles were interested in, Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn, went right before them, and they had to go in a different direction. Um, You know, we've been talking a lot about Jonathan Gannon and, you know, some of the personnel deficiencies uh, he inherited, which, which are real. I mean, I think it's fair to point out the Eagles don't have a lot, especially on the back seven on defense. But I got to tell you, Vic Fangio has proven you can put together something greater than the sum of your parts because he doesn't look like he's got a lot of parts right now. But they're top ten in everything, including, as I said, the number one statistic of all points allowed. They, they allow 17 points a game. It's pretty amazing. As we said, they beat the uh, uh, they beat the Dal. As we said, they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they also beat the Washington Football Team. Uh, they also beat the New York Giants. So the Eagles are the only team standing on the hill uh, from the division uh, from the NFC East uh, that the Broncos have haven't faced yet. Obviously. Um, We'll see what they do uh, on Sunday. That ball hawking ability on defense, Johnny Mack, that um, you talked about and that was on display just a week ago against Dak Prescott and that Dallas Cowboy offense makes me wonder whether head coach Nick Sirianni will, what kind of game, what kind of offensive game plan he will use against the Denver Broncos, will he give or rely on Jalen Hurts in this offense 
to throw the football more than Jalen did a week ago. Yeah, and, and, and I've been talking about this all week. I think probably the most interesting part of this game is what Nick Sirianni is going to roll out there offensively because uh, I think we're going to get some uh, questions answered as far as what he feels about Jalen Hurts because I think if you look at the first six games of this season for the Eagles, you saw what it was, ton of read option, a lot of passing the football, a lot of screens to the receivers, bubble screens, hitches, things like that. Then all of a sudden, Las Vegas showed up, um, Detroit, the L.A. Chargers. All three of those teams have one thing in common. They can't stop the run. And to Nick Sirianni's credit, he ran the football. A lot of play action. Um more of a traditional NFL offense with the quarterback doing a lot less throwing of the football. Well, you know, I think uh, Las Vegas is 28th against the run in the NFL. Detroit is 29th. Um, Chargers are dead last at 32. Um, And the Eagles – averaged about 180 rushing yards per game against those three teams. Well, Denver's coming in um, number six against the run. They give up 98 yards a game running the football. Um, You're not going to run for 180 against this team in theory. So you're going to have to find some different ways to get offense. And you say, well, you know, maybe Devontae Smith is starting to get moving, Dallas Goddard. Well, they're also eight defending the past. That's what I mean. Usually you have these teams that are good at one thing, poor at another. Not this team. Sixth against the run, eighth against the past, sixth overall, number two giving up uh, points per game. Pretty, pretty good. Football 24-7 with NFL insider uh, John McMullen uh, as we broadcast to you with our um, Thursday edition on this Veterans Day, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Remember, go to statesidevodka.com, use the keyword Jacob, get 15% off of the Stateside uh, Vodka soda. Johnny Mack, what, uh, what kind of game did Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have last week uh, against uh, that Broncos defense? Well, nobody. Um, that The Broncos, and that's the amazing thing, because, uh, I, you know, nobody saw that coming. I think we all looked at uh, that game and said, okay, the Cowboys are a legitimate contender. As I said, the Broncos had started winning a few games, but I think Nobody really took them seriously for the most part, uh, especially in what is a a very, very uh, difficult division uh, where there's obviously Kansas City uh, has been a bit of a disappointment, um, but still, you know, how talented they are. And, you know, Las Vegas has five wins. Um, The Chargers have five wins. So everybody can do some things in that particular Uh, division 
um, which is interesting. And I, I, I think everyone looked at um, Denver and said, okay, that's the weakest team in this particular division. And all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people thought, as I said, the Cowboys are legitimate uh, Super Bowl contenders. It's 30 to nothing in Dallas. So you look at the final and say 30-16, similar to some of the Eagles games earlier this year. They scored uh, two touchdowns late, uh, one with four minutes left in the game, essentially one with 55 seconds left in the game. And they had two two-point conversions. And you look at the final score, if you're not paying attention and you say, all right, it's pretty impressive. Um, 30 to 16 either way, but it doesn't look like 30 to nothing. I mean, this Broncos team waxed the Dallas Cowboys. They routed them. And I don't think there's a more surprising game in the NFL all season as far as how that one shook out. Oh, good stuff. Good words from John McMullen here on Football 24-7 as we come to you across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Um, John, any updates, anything unusual uh, as the team um, was back at practice today from an injury uh, standpoint? Anything up, any update on Devontae? I know not, not that there was a major injury, but um, there was some issue yesterday. What do you, What's the latest there? Yeah, all good news on the injury front. <clears throat> Devontae actually talked to us as well today. Um, so his elbow is doing fine. He was a full participant today. He's going to play. As we kind of told you, that wasn't going to be a serious injury. Um, but everybody was back in at least a limited uh, um, in, in, in a limited uh, participant. Uh, participation uh, status and that the biggest news would be Avante Maddox um, who was limited, but he spoke to us today as well. So he's online to play Darius Slay spoke to us yesterday. So he's online to play Rodney McLeod was back as a full participant. So he's online to play as well. The one question mark remains uh, Josh Sweat because he's in the concussion protocol but even he was a limited participant today, and that indicates he's moving uh, through that protocol pretty quickly. And there's a good chance that he'll play as well. So as the Broncos are going a negative direction when it comes to their injury report, uh, the Eagles are going in a very, very positive direction. And Johnny Mack, let me ask you about, have we reached a point in the schedule um, where Brandon Brooks is going to come back and play anytime soon, or what do you know? Um, yeah, we asked Nick Sirianni a couple times this week, and it, it, it's eight weeks. So originally they talked about potentially eight weeks on the shelf for Brandon, um, and this would be the eighth week. Uh, but Nick has not given a a, a a timetable. So um, it's getting closer, but there's no definitive timetable. Uh, and the Eagles, remember, until he returns to practice, 
because he's been out for such an extended period. It's not like he's going to show up on Wednesday and play on Sunday. It's probably going to be a, a at least a couple-week ramp-up period. So until he gets on that practice field, and right now Nick Sirianni has not given an update when that's going to happen. Um, so right now it's status quo, and that's Landon Dickerson at left guard, Jack Driscoll at right guard. And, you know, they both young players who've struggled at times, but I think you're going to see this week when I talked about the Broncos losing uh, or or being down three offensive linemen, you're going to see how other teams struggle when they lose starters on the offensive line. Uh, from John McMullen here on Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel on this Veterans Day Thursday. Again, we thank uh, all of our men and women uh, for playing and being part of the greatest team ever assembled uh, in our great uh, country. One last thing, Johnny Mack, I want to get from you tonight. Howie Roseman is going that might on, be the biggest story. Is going on the road. That might be what? the biggest story of them all. Yeah, Howie doesn't attend uh, many college games these days. Uh, and he's going tonight to watch Kenny Pickett play, uh, the Pitt quarterback. So um, there's about uh, – I know there's five general managers that are going to be there tonight. Uh, It's Pitt against North Carolina. Howie Roseman is one of them. Um, And Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, North Carolina's quarterback, was a, a, you know, entering the season, he had a lot of hype. It's it's been completely uh, kind of usurped by by Pickett, uh, who looks like, at least at this stage, is going to be the number one quarterback prospect uh, in this upcoming draft. And remember, you you go on Twitter with these draft people, and I say, hey, a lot of them do good work, not trying to insult anybody. But at the end of the day, it matters what NFL people think. It matters They're the guys picking the players. NFL people think Kenny Pickett is going to be a, a big-time quarterback in this league. So – Eagles fans should pay a lot of attention to him tonight because Howie does not travel, and he's traveling. Has Howie ever traveled to a college game before? Yeah, he he used to go a lot more. Uh, When they, in fact, the last time he did kind of extensive traveling was um, 20, what was it, uh, 2016 in Carson Wentz. Okay. Um, that was the last time, and it was because they were trying to figure out the quarterback of the future, and all of a sudden he's on the road again. You can read those tea leaves. Well, I made this statement to Xander the other day. Kenny Pickett is Carson Wentz all over again. (laughs) Well, I think people forget there's a Lombardi trophy in the lobby of the Novacare complex that wasn't there before Carson Wentz got here. Right. Right. Great stuff from John McMullen here on Football 24-7. I wonder if Jalen Hurts will watch that football game tonight. Um, Jalen's probably going to be focused more on beating the Denver Broncos. 
but he knows. He knows. Yeah. He knows he's got a. He knows. Look, he's not the first uh, quarterback in this league um, that has to deal with um, the potential of, of of a team drafting his successor. It happens all the time. All you can do is control what you can control as a player. Coaches talk about it all the time. And if Jalen Hurts plays well, nobody's going to take him off the field. So that part of it is what he can control. And we've talked about it since the beginning of the season. The second half, the back half of the Eagles schedule is the easy part. Um, And it could start in Denver. If you start putting together some wins, maybe the Eagles start thinking about fixing the defense instead of worrying about Kenny Pickett. Who knows? By the way, even if Kenny Pickett ends up, when it's all said and done on draft night as a Philadelphia Eagle, I think Jalen Hurts is the starter next year anyway. Yeah, there's a potential. Um, You want to bring along a rookie quarterback slowly, um, there's all kinds of ways the Eagles can go about this. They can go out and get a veteran. Uh, they've wanted Russell Wilson since, you know, he got drafted. Um, so there's a lot of ways they can go about this. Kenny Pickett is just one of them. It is just interesting that Howie Roseman is making the short trip out to see him. Uh, so obviously uh, you have to do your due diligence on the potential top quarterback in the draft. And Sam Howell as well. I mean, you know, who knows? They might draft Sam Howell in the second round or the third round if he falls uh, to be the backup to Jalen Hurts. A lot of ways to look at this. Great stuff. We roll on here on Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Uh, Back on Birds 365 tomorrow, Johnny Matt. Yeah, Football Friday edition. We got uh, Mike K from NJ.com, and it's a Friday, so we got uh, game day Ed Kratz as well. Right, good stuff for Football Friday tomorrow here on the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel. We end again with our big thank you uh, to all the men and women who have served uh, in uh, our country uh, in the greatest team that was ever assembled. And remember, if you're a veteran and you can get the King of Prussia tonight, be my honor to treat you to dinner and treat you to the 2021 Army Navy game. Army Navy can't be up bad. At Met, up at MetLife Stadium this year, December 11th. Good stuff, Johnny Mac. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Crossy. Appreciate right, it. See you next time, everybody. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free.
That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.